Hey, y'all, remember that Soul Clone Records episode we did a few weeks ago? Well, this week we have a special treat for you. An extended cut of the interview with the one and only Bowlegged Lou of the Full Force MDs. You guys might know Lou and Full Force from the Movie House Party or one of their many, many hits. But something you may not know is that Bowlegged Lou is a bit of a prankster. So everything started off normal. We brought Lou into the studio. So your name? I'm Sada. Sada. Nice Lou. Eric. We shook hands already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac. Mac. Eric. Sada. Yes. And then Lou points at something on the floor. So. Oh my God, what's this? <laughs> what's what? That is... And it turns out... I know, I'm just so ridiculous. This man <laughs> brought a fake rat into the studio. I'm such a big kid. <laughs> During the interview, Lou told us a bunch of great stories. He started off with one about the group's heyday. During a time when so many artists wanted to work with him, that they started having to say no, actually, like, sorry, it's, it's quiet for you. Until one day, they were approached by an icon. MCA Records wanted us to work with Patty LaBelle, mm-hmm. and um, we just didn't have the time. We're like, you didn't hey, have time for Patty. Hey, we love Patty, but tell her that we love her, and blah blah blah. And they said, yeah, but you know who else is working on her project? It's Prince. Prince is working on the album. I said, yeah, but we just don't have time. So one day we were working three rooms at one time. One room we had James Brown, the other room we had Samantha Fox, and the other room we had Lisa Lisa, and we're just rocking and rolling. And then all of a sudden. Um, who walks into our room, but Timmy Registford, who at the time was the A&R for MCA Records, mm. which was Patty's label. He walks in unannounced, <laughs> and who's behind him but Patty Lavelle. So we stopped what we were doing, <laughs> and there they were. <laughs> Never forget, it's like yesterday. And Patty says, oh, listen, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Miss Patty. And I just understand that you guys are just too busy to work with Miss Patty. <laughs> but I want y'all to know I got my friend Prince is on my album, and we have a lot of people on my album. It's gonna be a good album. And y'all, full force, are gonna work on this album. Which okay? you don't know. <laughs> so so make it in your schedule and um let's 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 just make this happen, okay? And I love you. And you know, we walked out like little sheeps and we ended up <laughs> Working on Patti LaBelle's album, which was which was an honor. Ironically enough, one of the songs on that album was called Let It Let It Be Known That Patti Is a Gangster Out Here. Oh yeah, man, please. <laughs> it's such an honor. We love Patti LaBelle. I'm curious, was there like did you all ha- like if you had to describe that full force sound, could you could you like just just elaborate a little bit on that? Well, the full force sound is like we're like so versatile with our music, you know what I mean? It's six heads, basically. But when we was first coming into the business, Havelock Nelson, who used to write for Billboard magazine, he's the one that said Full Force is the original hip-hop vocal band. So when we had a song called Alice, I Want You Just For Me that came out in 86, 87, um, that was looked upon by a lot of the critics as the first New Jack Swing record. So our sound was really the, one of the first, as far as a vocal band, to bridge R&B 
and hip hop together on record. You know what I mean? Because we were using a lot of hip hop sample loops in some of our songs, and we kind of bridged as as a the original hip hop vocal band. Was there was there a defining philosophy on how uh, Full Force like looked at choosing who to like work and collaborate with? Because it's just it's such a it's such a big range. Yeah, we pride ourselves with that. I had people like Michael Bivens from New Edition calling me like, Yo, Lou, I, I didn't know y'all did that. And Big Daddy Kane, Yo, Lou, man, you wrote Thanks for My Child for Chump Pepsi Riley. What? People, Yo, you did the Backstreet Boys? But my love is all I have to give. And Britney Spears? I'm curious, like, what was the craziest experience that you had in the studio, that Full Force had in the studio working with another artist? Man, there's so many different, different... Uh, just one good story. Give me one, like, that, just that one story that you look back and still say, damn, I can't believe that happened. Well, we worked with the Godfather of Soul. May he rest in peace, Mr. James Brown. Before we even worked with him, they said, oh, he's mean. He's going to be, he's going to be a... A bitch in the studio, and I called up Dan Hartman, who produced Living in America for Mr. Brown. And I said, Dan, we're getting ready to work with James Brown. What do we do? He said, well, first thing, you don't call him James. You call him Mr. Brown. I was working with him on his song called I'm Real, and he's over there, I'm here. You know, I, I, said, I said, come on, Mr. Brown, you got to get this part right. But for whatever reason, he was not getting the vocals right. He wasn't on time. He was just off beat, just wasn't on time. And I say for about 20 minutes after being exhausted, I looked at him. I'm like, oh, Mr. Brown, you know why you're not getting the part right? And you know why you're not, you know why you're not executing this right? He said, what, what? You're not wearing your headphones. I'm wearing my headphones. I got them on. I got them on. I said, no, Mr. Brown, it's right there on the stool, right over there. And the engineer's looking at me like shocked. The engineer like, oh, my God, what? He don't have on his headphones. And then he put back on his headphones and he goes, all right, let's go. <laughs> Reverend Al Sharpton came in our studio because he and Mr. Brown's very close. He used to come in our studio. Every time he'd come, I'm like, oh, damn, it's going to be another hour wait. He came in there, Mr. Brown, how you doing? And Mr. Brown said, because he was wearing um, red shades at the time, he says, Reverend, I'm wearing red shades, but I'm seeing blue. <laughs> oh, damn. It's crazy. <laughs> A lot of stories. James Brown, man. One and only. The legend. Well, cool. So uh, so if, if folks are looking to, like, keep up with you right now, like, where, where should we be looking to, like, stay up on all things Full Force and Bowlegged Lou? Well, I mean, you know, we're all on all the social media scenarios from Facebook to Instagram to, to, to Twitter. And, um, you know, it's always Full Force. And then my, my, my name on Instagram is The Bowlegged One, the number one. And on Facebook is uh, Lou George, my my birth name. For some reason, it was Bowlegged Lou, but then they like, no, you got to put your birth name, damn it. <laughs> so it's Lou George Jr. And in parentheses, Bowlegged Lou. But all the social media uh, outlets and our website is uh, forceful, fullforceworld.com. So um, you can find us all over the place. So that was it. 
we hugged it out with Lou, and he went on his merry way. And the interview was over. Everything was normal. Or so I thought. Next thing I know, I get a message from one of the members on our team that says, check the back of your shirt. And there it was. Lou, the prankster, had placed personalized stickers on each of our backs with sayings ranging from, Bowlegged Lou is my hero, to Bowlegged Lou can do no wrong. All in all, I guess it just goes to show, you can take the boy out of the house party, but you can't take the house party out of the boy. 